As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. weekend that we've had and God I pray you continue to move in the lives of these students God and we continue just to pause and reflect on you we love you in Jesus name I pray amen amen God if you would open your Bibles grab your Bibles and open your Bibles to Jeremiah 9 Jeremiah 9 Jeremiah chapter 9 been good okay I'll try that again has it been good all right. So we're still talking about hitting pause. Still talking about hitting pause. All right. So getting, turning in your Bible to Jeremiah chapter 9. We're going to be in verse 23 through 24 to start out with, but we're still talking about hitting pause. Y'all need to listen up. Okay? It doesn't take words to turn to those, those verses. Jeremiah chapter 20, excuse me, Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 through 24. We've talked about in session one, in, in, in our large group session, we've talked about the relationship we're supposed to have with Christ. Talked about that relationship we're supposed to have with Christ and how hitting pause helps us to reflect on that relationship that we're supposed to have. The second uh, is that we, uh, this morning we talked about uh, understanding um, uh, excuse me, talked about understanding uh, the importance of prayer in our lives. Talked about the importance of prayer in our lives and how vital that is and how if we hit pause in our lives that we understand that prayer is the language of what? Our relationship with God. So tonight we're talking about hitting pause still and we're still in this, this, this whole idea. And tonight we're talking about knowing the Bible. Now, knowing the Bible is something that is very vital to your walk with Christ, very vital to a new believer, very vital to your life in general, because what do you have to do to grow? So in essence, you have to open the Bible. That's right, because I'll say it again. I've said it every session. You cannot grow with a closed Bible. I hope you see a theme here, and I hope you see that uh, that's something that's very important, and I hope that in that same idea, you're writing that down. I hope you're taking notes and writing that down. Knowing the Bible is huge when it comes to hitting pause. Prayer is essential, but knowing God's Word is vital. Prayer is vital, or is essential, and knowing God's Word is vital. 
this will be fleshed out in our sessions, in our other sessions to come. The small group session and then our large group session tomorrow. So, why knowing the Bible is vital in our relationship with God? Does anybody have that answer to that question? Why is knowing the Bible vital to our relationship with knowing God? Why is knowing the Bible vital to our relationship with God? What is it? Say it loud. To get to know Him, to grow closer? What else? Guys, I want y'all to focus in. Why else? Okay, because if you know scripture, you can quote scripture and talking to God. That's correct. Part of it. What else? You don't know anything. That's right. If you don't know anything, your relationship won't go anywhere. Um, and that's that's right. You you. It's not just a get out of hell free card. You don't just say, "I want to be saved." Because I know that that's what I'm supposed to do. I want to be saved because I know that's going to get me out of hell and then do nothing about it. Well, hello, ladies. I'm glad you could join us. Good to have you. We're in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 through 24. Good to have you. So I want to remind us of this simple thing here. Our theme is the pause. Do we understand and remember what the pause was? Let's just focus here. Hey, don't worry about your Bible right now. I understand, but let's just think. Let's focus. Do we remember what the pause means? Anybody? Seeking God in silence, in the silence, <laughs> seeking God in, we're having a digital war here, seeking God in silence and solitude through prayer and Bible study, seeking God in silence and solitude through prayer and what? Bible study. We talked about prayer this morning and we're talking about Bible study, getting to know God's word tonight. We've already covered that first part. Tell me something that tell me something that has value. Tell me something that has value to you. Okay? What else? Our phone Something that you value. Family. Okay. What else? Friends. What else? Huh? God. What else? Your pig. Okay. What else? Huh? Your dogs. 
Okay? What else do you value? Horse shows. Okay? Here's where I'm getting at with that. You can tell a lot about somebody by what they spend their money on. You can tell a lot about what someone values by what kind of ringtone they have. <laughs> you can tell a lot about somebody about how much what they spend their money on. You can tell a lot about somebody about what kind of clothes they wear. Listen, you can tell a lot about somebody about what kind of car they drive. And it's not judging anybody, but listen, the whole idea is what are they putting their passion into? What are they putting their interest into? Where's their focus? Does that make sense? If you see someone who is always spending money on their car, who is always detailing their car, who is always buying stuff for their vehicle, who is constantly always cleaning the inside out and whatnot, who is constantly doing things about this car, what's the one thing they value? Their car. Think about this, guys. When we are in the same mindset with our relationship with God, we're talking about relationships, we're talking about being prayer, but when we value knowing God more, what's the one thing people are going to know us by? Yes, by what we value, but if we're wanting to know God more, and people, how is the, what's the one thing people are going to see from us if we want to grow more? Our actions. How we talk. How we represent ourselves. How we hold ourselves. That doesn't mean we're better than them, but what it does mean is that we're, we're trying to portray what did we talked about the other night. What does Christian means? Little Christ. We're trying to be like our Father, and in doing so, they see that we are trying to study, should study, should being the key word, God's word. And tonight we're going to understand how we can know God's word even more. So if you got your Bibles with you, please turn to, uh, I told you Jeremiah first. Um, and that's the, the scripture I threw up there. Let's turn to John 5.39. John 5.39. But hold your place in Jeremiah, but turn to John 5.39. I may have that backwards up there, babe. I, nope, there you go. Okay. John 5.39 says, You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. I can't talk if you're talking. Guys, tonight's the night where you start getting your mind serious, you close your mouths, and you open your heart. understand? I'm normally not a hateful kind of person, but when I'm talking about God's word, it's time to get serious. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. John 5, 39. So our first point that we have is that the Bible is God's plan so that we can know him. The Bible is God's plan so that we can know him. Did I not get that in there? So the Bible is God's plan so that we know him. That's our point one. 
And no, it doesn't say it up there, but that's point one. Okay? Apologize. Write that down. The Bible is God's plan so that we know him. How are you going to get to know him with nothing? God inspired these men to write this book, and through this book we know about who Jesus is. We know about God. We know about the Holy Spirit. We know about everything that's going to take place. And in that, we have God's Scripture. So we know Him because He's left us God's Word. And it says, you search the Scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, and it is they that bear witness about me. This provides a glimpse of the context of this passage. Guys, Jesus found himself increasingly uh, the object of the religious leaders' persecution. Jesus understood that they were going to persecute him. Jesus understood that they were going to put him, uh, kill him at one point. And so through God's scriptures, through the scripture, we see that he is showing us that we must know him through what he left. Turn to John 5.39. Turn to John 5.39. I was already there. I apologize. Sorry. I've got my, my own notes mixed up. I apologize. All right. What Jesus did here was remarkable in his day. He, equal, he is equally bold and equally steadfast. Let me ask you this question. In reading God's word, in reading God's Word, when you open God's Word and you read it, what's most important to you? The message that you get out of it? Okay. What else? Everyone should have an answer. When you open God's Word, what is most important to you? Anybody else? What is most important to you? Do you open God's word out of habit? Do you open God's word out of have to, obligation? Or do you open God's word because you want to intimately know him more? Do you open God's word because you want to seek him more than you want to ask him of things, and we talked about prayer earlier today, so then it goes hand in hand. Opening God's word, he's going to show you things. Opening God's word, he's going to give you things that you may not even have asked for. And that's when a miracle comes. That's when something awesome happens. That's when our lives are changed. When we open God's word and he gives us a message, or he gives us a passage of scripture, and it wasn't anything we were even looking for. That's the power of Christ. That's the power of God's word. Now, Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24. I apologize. Now, Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24. Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man boast in his might. Let not the rich man boast in his riches, but let him who boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. 
for in these things I delight, declares the Lord. Let me read that again, because I want you to not miss that. Okay, even if you haven't found it yet, focus your eyes on the screen. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man boast in his wisdom. Everybody understand that? Let not the mighty man boast in his might, like me. Just kidding. Totally just kidding. Let not the rich man boast in his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this. And he gives you what he wants you to boast in. That he understands and knows who? Him. Jesus. God. Him. Me. That I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. For in those things I delight, declares the Lord. Guys, he's saying, listen. If you're going to boast, boast in God. And the only way that you can boast in God is if you're opening God's word, looking at his word and seeing what it says, opening it up, seeing the promises that he's given you, seeing the all the blessings that he wants to bless you, because he says, I am the Lord who practices steadfast love, justice, and righteousness in the earth. He wants to give you this, these things. How many of you want to live a rotten life? How many of you want to live uh, a horrible life? Nobody? How many want to live the worst life ever? Come on, got to be some. Nobody? Now, how many want to live the best life they can? How many want to live a fruitful life? How many of you want to live a life that is honoring and glorifying to God. The reason I ask these questions is because the only way we can do that is if we're delighting in God, and the only way that we can delight in God is if we are opening His Word and growing. You cannot grow with a closed Bible. You're going to get tired of me saying that. Okay, well continue. Continue, because you're going to hear it in your nightmares. Okay, you cannot grow with a closed Bible. Guys, what's the point of carrying around a Bible to school just for people to look at? You can't. It doesn't matter. You can. Nobody can tell you you cannot carry a Bible. Plain and simple, period, end of discussion. Okay? So don't let me, don't let me get started on that. They cannot tell you you cannot carry a Bible at school. Okay? So here's the thing. That's another subject. No, we're done, period. Okay? But what's the point of carrying one around and saying, I believe in Jesus Christ, if you're not going to open it and read it? She's not lying. Seriously, what's the point? You want to make people think, oh, I'm a, I'm a Christian just by what you carry or just by what you wear? Guys, just because you wear a cross around your neck on a necklace doesn't make you a Christian. Doesn't at all. Just because you have some awesome Christian shirt on doesn't make you a Christian. It's not a fad. It's not just a thing that's going to come and go. Christianity is a lifestyle, guys. And the only way that you're going to live that Christian life is if you're opening God's Word, studying it, applying it to your lives, and telling others about who Jesus Christ is. You cannot be afraid to tell others that Jesus is, is King, Jesus is Lord, 
And if you don't accept him as your personal Lord and Savior, there's only one or two places that you're going to go, and that's heaven or hell. I don't want you to go to hell, so let me tell you about my Lord Jesus Christ. How simple is that? That's not out of fear. That's not out of scaring somebody. That's because I love you. That's what you're telling people. Because I love you enough, I'm going to open my word and show you what God's word has to say because I want to spend eternity not only with Christ, but I want to see you in eternity as well. How hard is that? You all, and I'm pointing to you all because y'all are mine and let's just be honest. Y'all have been here long enough, I think I can say some things. You all need to get out of yourselves and start getting into God. You hear me? Quit worrying about your own stuff and start living for Christ. If that hurts your feelings, hang them on the door. I'm serious, guys, because here's the thing. If that hurts your feelings, that's God's Word. That's all God's Word. He didn't say hang them on the door. But what I'm saying, listen, God's word is not meant to make us feel all fluffy and good. God's word is meant to convict our lives, to show us where the wrong is in our lives. And we have to open it up so that we can learn. We have to open it up so that we can learn. The Bible is God's plan so that we can know him. The second thing is this. The Bible is God's plan to help us knowing his ways. There it is. The Bible is God's plan to help us knowing his ways. Just like on the interstate, what are the signs for? Just for decoration? Because if they are, they can do a lot better than that. What are, what are they for? Are they, are they, are they there just to, to take up space? What are the lines on the roads for? To keep you in the right lane. To keep you in the right lane. God's Word is going to show you His path. God's Word is going to show you His direction. God's Word is going to show you the right way to go. Does that mean we're going to veer off the path? Does that mean we're going to sin? Does that mean we're always going to do the right thing? Yes, all of those things. We're going to sin. We're going to veer off the path. We're not always going to do the right thing. But praise God, He's a forgiving and loving God. Thank you for, for forgiving me. It's, it's just amazing to see, guys, that opening God's Word has a bunch of blessings if you open it. Psalm 119. Turn to Psalm 119. I hope I have this in the right order. Psalm 119. If you ain't there yet, look up on the screen. Psalm 119, 9 through 11. How can a young man keep his way pure? Or a young woman. I'm, I can, I'm not adding to or taking away from, from Scripture, but I think this encompasses that as well. But how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. Verse 10. Verse 10. With my whole heart I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against God. Have we not said that already? Go back to verse 9. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it against your word. Or, excuse me, go back. I, I want to make sure I said it right there. 
by guarding it according, not against, by according to your word. <laughs> I didn't mean against, by, by according to your word. And he says it right here. With my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. And here it is. I have stored up your word in my heart that I may not sin against God. How can we store up God's word in our heart so that we might sin against God? What do we have to do? If y'all don't say it right, I'm going to throw everything I have on the table at you. How can we store up God's word in our heart so that we may not sin against God? By doing what? Opening God's Word and reading the Bible. Guys, it's that simple. We have to hit pause in our lives every day. Hear me out. I haven't said it until tonight, but we have to hit pause in our lives every day to have a life check. And I think in that life check, we step back and open God's Word to see what He has for us for that day. And I think in, in seeing for what he has for us in that day, that moment, that instance, that time that you are opening God's word, we call that little thing, can y'all stop, please? We call that little thing a devotion or a Bible study. A time where you can recharge your battery with Christ. Because guys, it's not going to work through osmosis. You can't take this Bible and stick it to your forehead and say, I think I'm getting it. Because if you do, you need to teach me how to do it. Guys, it's very important that we understand that we have to know God's word so that we can know his ways. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His paths are better than our paths. As much as we want to say, it's me, it's all about me, no, I'm nothing compared to Christ except a sinner saved by grace. You understand? It all sounds like the same thing and over, over and over again, but it all ties in. Knowing God and His ways through studying God's Word is a vital part of hitting pause. But if we all do, do learn this about God, uh, excuse me, if we all... Yes, if all we do, I did have that up there, if all we do is learn this about God, we fall short of what we're intended to do. I did put, let, let, let's look closer. That's funny. Let's look closer. Number three. Third point is this. Knowing God must lead to life change. Knowing God, uh, knowledge of God must lead to life change. Knowledge of God must lead to life change. How can you have any kind of change if you don't open it up and listen to it and read it? Many Christian uh, Christ followers read their Bibles, listen to spiritual music and podcasts or anything else or, or any kind of music like this, intently um, hoping to change. Yet their lives don't reflect any sort of application of what they're learning. Let me say that again. Many people who are wanting to be Christ-like, listen to Christian music, open Christian podcasts, have Caleb on all the time, 
uh, or they, they, they uh, whatever, listen to something, watching something, talking about something, but their lives don't reflect what they're listening to, what they're hearing, the change that's needing to be made in their life. Now, that's you and I. I can put myself in that same category. We think it's all nice and sounds good, but we don't want to make the change. What are we holding on to? What is it the one thing that's holding on to? We want God. It sounds all nice and good, but for some reason, we don't want to let go. We don't want to let go and let God run with our life. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27 says this, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. How many of you have heard this story? Okay, here we go. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had found, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not uh, and does do and does and does not do them will be like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was its fall. Let me read that again because I want every eye on the screen. I want every eye on the screen because this pertains to you and me and listening to God's word and apply, applying it. Our lives. When it's talking about hearing God's word, it's talking about understanding and hearing what God's word been being said. We are hearing God's word tonight. We have been hearing God's word all weekend, correct? Okay. So it says this right here. Everyone then who hears these words of mine, who hears these words of mine. Mine's digital, so it's there. But here's these words of mine. Who hears God's word? So if you are in vocal range and you can hear my voice, clap once. Okay, that was pitiful. Clap once. Thank you. You can hear my voice, so I'm speaking God's word to you. But it says, everyone then who hears these words of mine, meaning God's, and everyone then uh, will be like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. And then the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. You heard the word, you took it in, you understood it, the winds blew, the pain came, the family member died, everything happened wrong, my parents got divorced, things happened at school, I got beat up, whatever it may be, but the floods came, the rains fell, but it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. Because you listened to God's word. Understand? But, and everyone who hears these words of mine, meaning God's words, and does not do them, does not follow what they say, is like the foolish man who built his house on the sand. We all know what sand does when it gets wet. And the rains fell and the floods came and the winds blew and it beat against the house and it fell and great was its fall. Guys, do you understand the difference? taking God's word and actually applying it to your life. Well, Daniel, I just can't recollect anything. I don't, I don't maintain things. Quit giving me excuses. Take God's word. Pray over it. Just like we talked about today. 
hit pause in your life and say, God, take this scripture. Help me apply it to my life so that I can make my relationship with you even greater than it is now. Your walk with Christ, guys, I can't stress more than enough, and we've done it on Wednesday night after Wednesday night after Wednesday night. You guys have been here. Our, our volunteers, our student volunteers, adults that have been here have poured into you and poured into you. We can't stress enough how much we want you to grow in the Lord. But just like I told my friend Ty the other day, it's your choice. It's your choice to do that. It's your choice to do it. Okay? I love how this passage has laid things out for us. Understanding that knowing God's word is just a piece of the puzzle of hitting pause. It's just a piece of the puzzle of hitting pause. And remember, like we said earlier, it's not about you. It's about Him. It's not about you. Your relationship is vital with Him. Your communication is vital with Him. Being able to pray to Him on a daily basis and taking that step and having that communication with Him. But knowing God's Word and getting in God's Word is key. Because when you know it, you can tell others about it. And when they know it, they'll catch fire and can tell others about it. It's disciples creating disciples creating disciples. And guys, if you're not spreading God's word, what are you doing? Answer that to yourself and just be honest with yourself. What are you doing? Because you can come on Wednesday nights until we're blue in the face. I can teach you and we can continue teaching you until we're blue in the face. But if you're not taking God's word and applying it to your life and telling others about Jesus Christ, if we ha don't have, listen, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not. I don't care if I have five of you. I don't care if I have 500 of you. I would rather have five of you who are on fire for Christ than 500 of you who don't care. But here's my thought. If we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, you all should be on fire for God, telling your friends and getting them here so that we can make more disciples. That's the facts. Well, I don't have any friends. That's a bunch of baloney. Well, I don't hang out. With, that's, don't give me all that. Kyle brought three, four of his friends this weekend. And we haven't seen Kyle in a month of Sundays, but I've been seeing his hair come by. But here's the thing. Come to church. Open your word. Tell others about who he is. That's how we make disciples. Tomorrow when we, in the morning when you go through your, your small group, it's gonna finally, you're going to finally finish up on a few things. Wrapping things up in the small group area. And then in our, in, in our message tomorrow morning, when I preach the, the last message, we're going to be talking about examining God's call on our lives. And what that means to examine God's call on our lives. And instead of hitting pause, we're going to talk about hitting play. We're going to understand what that means to hit play in our lives. But then it goes on examining the calls on your lives. So as you go into your small groups tonight, when you go home, you're going to be going through some things. 
then you can go ahead and look into tomorrow and understand what is the what is God calling me and talking to me about? Is he calling me into a relationship with him? Is he calling me maybe into ministry somewhere? Is he calling me maybe to talk to someone about him? Is he calling me maybe to do something more in, in the student ministry? God has a calling on each and every one of your life if you're a Christian, and that is to make disciples. But what is God specifically talking to you about? You've got to hear him. You've got to list. You've got to listen. You've got to stop and just hit pause. You've got to stop what we're doing and wait and listen. I don't have it up here, but be still and know that I am God. That's what he says. It's in his word. Be still and know that I am God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for who you are. Lord, as we do start to learn even more how to get into your word, how do we how how to study it, how to go through it, how to open it. Lord, we pray that you would help us to do just that and to hide it in our hearts so that we can defend against evil. Because, Lord, we can't do it on our own. It's Satan that is always on us. It's the devil that's always telling us to do things, to say things, and to go places and to, to tempt us. But, Lord, we ask that you would help us to take your word, to put it in our hearts, so that when that happens, we can say, no, Satan. This is what God's word says about this situation. No, Satan. This is what God's word has to say about what you're telling me. No, Satan. This is what God's word has to say to you about what you're doing in my life. So, Lord, I ask that you would guide us and direct us and help us to open your word even more. Show us your will for our lives, Lord, and as we continue to learn how to hit pause, help us to be still. Help us to be quiet. Help us to listen to your spirit in still small voice and to know that you With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.